Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Batrop. All alone, I am so lonely, all by myself in the studio. I think this is the first time ever only one person is in the studio and two people are working remote, as some would say. Yeah, Michael from the rules. Michael decided that he was going to go upstate um, and visit Jason. But just, just a fair warning to you guys, though, he did that and he decided, hey, why do I need to bring a mic? It's not like I need to record Brodo or anything. So they're sharing a mic, like biatches. First of all, Jason wouldn't be able to attach two mics to his computer. Why not? Second of all, yeah, why not? What what kind of what kind of would. I have another thing. Michael's yeah, bugging. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I really I really thought I won that one. No, you did like, not. not. Next. Secondly, I just went to Ithaca and I was like, oh shit. And that's what happened. Yeah, so. so that's the real reason. <laughs> that's the real reason. I thought maybe I could finagle it. All that information in those fucking twin heads of yours, and you can't remember to bring a fucking microphone. Finagle. Remember, we had this problem with Jason when he decided he was going to come to New York and forget his microphone. Relax. Forget. We have three mics there. You're the asshole that left it at your house. Yeah, because I didn't think I would need my microphone because I thought you would bring yours down. Okay, so the guy who's going to has to take it four hours away should take it instead of the guy who has a 20-minute walk. I use my microphone in my house. You're, yeah. when, you're, when you're upstate, yeah, you're, you're just, your microphone's just going to be sitting in your room not doing anything. Yeah. Nice and cozy. Anyway, how is it up there? Is it cold? It's kind of cold down here. Monday was amazing. It's like 50 degrees. Now it's cold again. Yeah. yeah it's colder here. up here because there's like a like a blizzard warning up oh, in well, like in western New York, but not in this area. So it's just colder and windier, thankfully. At least it's not like OD blizzardy. How'd you get a week off work, Michael? I'm working. Just I'm working from oh, home. Oh, you're working from home? Ah, yeah, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh- While <laughs> in class, I work. Speaking of off work, I just came Michael back. I came to the school today and literally it was my most popular day in the school because everyone that even knows me remotely was just turning their head and just like looking at me mad confused. Why? Because you have it a twin? Because cool. you have someone that looks exactly the same as you? Yes. <laughs> that seems to be everyone's first reaction when they meet you guys because you guys are incredibly like identical. Fun fact about the twins, they're not identical. But they look exactly identical, but they're fraternal twins. The difference between fraternal oh, twins, twins. Yeah. So the difference between fraternal twins and identical twins is that an identical twin is one egg that splits. So they have like the same everything. Fraternal twins are two separate eggs that both get um, fertilized at the same time and two different embryonic sacs. That was the twins. So the odds of them becoming like looking exactly the same, they're called mirror twins. It's crazy because. Um, when they were young, they both kind of had a a, a a lazy eye. Is that what they they call it, or uh, what, what did you call it? Yeah, lazy eye. Yeah, lazy eye. And like one of them is on one side, and the other one's on the other side. And Jason's a lefty, and Michael's a righty, and they they do. I'm a lefty. Michael's a lefty. Jason's a righty. <laughs> did I fuck that up? Yeah, you did. Come My on, bad. Man. My bad. Michael's a lefty. Jason's a righty, and it's it's just funny because it's actually like looking in the mirror because they look exactly the same. So. Fun fact about Michael and Jason and their twinsness. Um, but anyway, like I was saying before, I was rudely cut off because Jason's the most popular person in the world. Um, I have a practicing your piano. I have Tim? a piano right next to me here. <laughs> um, Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a piano player. Uh, I just got back from Key West. It was beautiful. I still kind of have a tan. Yeah. Yo, roosters I, everywhere on the street. It's crazy. Uh. We, last week before we left for Ithaca, me and Jason were having dinner with our parents and my dad goes, I saw Tim and he asked if I was tan and I said no and he got super upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone, <laughs> it, it was two, it was one of two like uh, reactions when I got back. Everyone was like, oh, someone was like, oh, damn, you're so tan, I'm so jealous. And other people were just like, you're not even that tan, fuck you. It's like, all right, and dad was one I of them. He's like, pretty tan. Dad was like, I know, I, I still look tan. No one was giving me tan I, I credit. I'm not there with you like I usually am, but through the camera, you look you look decently tan. I am decently tan. I just got a new tattoo too, and I'm 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 killing the game right now in terms of uh, skin. Uh, but today we have a fun episode for for you. We're gonna be doing um, build your own or build the perfect blank one. So build the perf- perfect QB one, build the perfect running back one, 
build the perfect wide receiver one, build the perfect tight end one, and build the perfect flex player. And we're going to be doing so by rotating parts of the body. One of us is going to take a head, which is like the smartness, the awareness of the player, maybe the good looks if that's what you're going for. The other ones are going to do the arms, their ability to catch, hold on to the football, uh, hold, run the rock with their hands. And then finally, we're going to do legs, speed, agility, quickness, things of that nature. So we're going to be building the uh, perfect fantasy player at each, at each position. And also, we're going to be talking about a little Tom Brady news. Because today I tweeted something from the Brodo account, and I want to run it by you guys anyway. Um, we're going to start right now. Uh, the Twins, since you guys are usually not usually in the room, you don't know this, you can't uh, hear the intro. So I'm going to play the intro. You guys shut the hell up until I talk again, all right? All right. <laughs> the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Oh, yeah. Good job, guys. Stay nice and silent. I love it. Do you know who's not staying silent? It's called It's called the mute button, Tim. Well, I didn't mute you, so suck it. Uh, do you I know- muted us, you dingus. Oh. <laughs> do you know who's not staying silent? And that's uh, the people who are reporting on Tom Brady. Today, uh, Adam Schefter retweeted a report from Dan Graziano that said that Tom Brady is not only looking at other teams, but is expected to sign with a team other than the Patriots, and it's looking like a long shot to sign with the Patriots. Personally, I tweeted from the Brodo account today that I am not going to believe that Tom Brady is going to sign with any other team until I actually see the name Tom Brady on a contract. I just don't believe it. I think that it's a big troll job. I think Tom Brady is trying to get his uh, market value up so he can get the most out of the Patriots. This is a guy in Tom Brady, don't, don't forget, that has restructured his contract multiple times in order for the Patriots to improve as a team. Um, I don't think he's out for a money grab. I don't. I, he has a rich wife. He's rich. He has multiple properties and shit. Like, he's good on money. I don't think that he's money grabbing for $10 million extra dollars. I think he's going to stay with the Pats, and I think all this shit is a, is a ruse. What say you guys? Tim, true story. This morning, me and Michael woke up, put on Sports Center while I was getting ready for school. And I forget the name of the reporter reported this, but uh, he says a bunch of teams that are looking at Tom Brady, and at this point, he would be stunned if Tom Brady stayed on the Patriots. That's the one I'm referring to. I think it was Dan Graziano. Yeah, it wasn't Graziano. He probably retweeted or something. Anyway, I literally turned to Michael and I said, dude, this is why I hate ESPN. Like, it's just so bad. Like, fuck out of here with that, man. Stunned if he remains on the Patriots. Like, if you just said, okay, at this point, it's 50-50. Even then, I'd be like, eh, really? Yeah. I, I would still stunned? be like, uh, like, don't give me that stunned bullshit. Come on. We've also seen this with a bunch of guys, though. Like, the big free agents, it's always like, oh, he's going to go here. This place popped up last minute. And then he goes to the place where you first expected the entire time and all this drama was for no reason. So, I mean, I would not be shocked if Tom Brady stays in New England. Obviously, he's played his entire career there. I don't know if he wants to mess with his legacy like that. Like there's people who like Derek Jeter, like who stays on the Yankees his whole career, and he's the Yankee. And Tom Brady will forever be the Patriot. But to just go your final year and go play for another franchise, my I don't know, it just puts a weird ending to your career. I know some other greats have done that, but they they were considerably worse when they did it. And Tom Brady's considerably worse at this point, I think. So I I think he's either just gonna stay with the Patriots or I don't I don't see him going anywhere else, honestly. I just think it would be strange for him to go somewhere else. Maybe the Chargers is what people are saying. You go to L.A., the warm weather, and a decent team around him. But I, just, I don't know. I can't see him playing anywhere other than the Patriots. Um, the good brother Nick Dayus once told me that if you want to know what people are doing um, in free agency, look at the odds. And I won't tell you guys. What do you guys think the odds are that Tom Brady returns to the Patriots? Minus 250. Minus 200. My, it's minus 250. You hit that right on the head, Michael. It's minus 250. Nailed it. To the Patriots. That is a heavy favorite. That's a heavy, heavy Better. favorite. And who's, I mean, the, who's the first? Who's next? Like, plus what? For who? I want you to guess. Plus 300 is the next one. It's actually two teams tied at plus 300. 
Char- Titans and Raiders. I'm going Chargers and Raiders. Chargers and Raiders. Yeah. The uh the whole I want the whole names. I said Titans and Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I'm gonna get you guys to say Oakland. I don't give a fuck. It's actually the Michael Chargers. Did you check this shit, Michael? Or are you just are you just guessing? I'm just I'm just a smart man. Los With Angeles Raiders. Football brain. Los I mean Las Vegas Raiders and Los Angeles Chargers are the are the next in line. The I, actually the Tennessee Titans are are plus seven hundred. I think they're the most intriguing option outside of the Patriots because they have a team that's obviously built to win right now, and they have a good supporting cast around Tom Brady, and Mike Vrabel is there, and Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady obviously have a connection. I just don't see the fit there though, man. Like I understand Tom Brady, like a win now team, maybe Tennessee is the way to go, but I mean Ryan Tannehill had so much success there. Because he's so effective with the play action, he could use his legs himself. He has a cannon, so he could throw downfield. Tom Brady's arm strength is gone. He cannot throw downfield anymore. He can't use his legs, so he's not going to be able to roll out or anything of that sort. Like he's either going to hand it off to Derrick Henry or what? Throw drags to Adam Humphreys instead of utilizing AJ Brown down the field. Like I just I can't really see the match there for the Titans and Brady. As enticing as that may sound for some Titans fans, just I honestly, if I'm a Titans fan. It's a much better idea to not go after Tom Brady. So be happy that they don't sign Tom Brady. I saw one of these giant dickheads on Twitter uh, say <laughs> that uh, Tom Brady not only is going to go to the Titans. Guess who the Patriots sign in his in his stead? I don't know, Colin Kaepernick, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> they say the Patriots Ryan sign Tannehill. Ryan Blah. Tannehill. I just but they already have Jared Stidham. Yeah, you know I like Jared Stidham, but that's but I think Jared Stidham being the backup is one of the reasons why I don't like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. I like Jared Stidham's future outlook with the Patriots. I can't act like I don't. I I do very much, but at the same time, he's not ready. And Bill Belichick is an old school type of dude. And you see, you, these guys are laughing at me because I'm saying Jared Stidham. Oh, you're a funny kid, Tim. He was a third round pick by the Patriots. I appreciate you, Tim. All right. I appreciate it. We'll you. see. We'll see. But he's not ready yet either way. And All right. You're starting a franchise tomorrow, Tim. Mitch Trubisky or Jarrett Stidham? I mean, Mitch Trubisky, of course. What kind of question is that? Jared, I, I'd rather go Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham. Three. We've never seen Stidham play, so maybe Jared Stidham. He's good. We know Trubisky is absolute trash. Uh, Trubisky is absolute trash unless you want to win games. Um. Jared Stidham, on the other I mean, hand. Yo, you know how I feel about Mr. Trubisky. I'm not going to go on a Mr. Trubisky rant again. He was used terribly, uh, terribly this season. Used terribly. When he was used right last year, they won 12 games. Anyway, like I was saying, um, I would take Jared Stidham with three years under Tom Brady. I mean, look what it did for for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo had all the natural tools, but he went to a small school, same school as Tony Romo. Like, there's there was no, no reason to think that he was going to be a great prospect. And you look at him, and he's exactly Tom Brady. He makes the exact same decisions Tom Brady would make. He has the same delivery as Tom Brady. He has the same, like, he even celebrates the same. He has the same fist pump as Tom Brady. So, like, if you give me Jared Stidham three years after sitting behind Tom Brady, I'll take Jared Stidham. And I think that's what the Patriots are planning to do. But I think these these memes and shit are going way out of hand with, uh, oh, yeah, Jared Stidham. I mean, not uh, Tom Brady is uh, one of them. Uh, Matt Harmon, who I'm a big fan of, he put up a thing. Tom Brady, uh, I mean, Bill Belichick finally getting to prove that he is the GOAT on his own without Tom Brady. And then it had, like, the Darth Vader going, ha, 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 everything is going according to plan. It's like, nah, man, come on, dude. You're better than that, Matt. I think like that. Things like that piss me off, too, with the whole Belichick and Brady want time apart. Yeah, because all their championships together... Just isn't enough for them. Like now that they actually hate each other. It's like I'm sure they were all this time they secretly hated each other, but they're so successful anyways. It's just a narrative and people are gonna run with it. Speaking of yeah. narratives, people often talk about who is the perfect fantasy football player. It's a it's a debate on many a talk show. We even talk about it here. So we're not even gonna go with one person. We're gonna build out the top player. We're gonna We're going to give you the head, like I said before, the arms, and the legs. And we're going to rotate. 
We're going to start, of course, with QB, because QB1 is QB1. Jason, let's start with you. QB, head, decision-making, awareness. Which QB are you going with? This is actually funny that we end up here uh, after our recent conversation and that I'm going first now with quarterback head because the answer is, is obviously Tom Brady. Jared Stidham. Oh, oh, oh Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Stidham second. I mean, what, what, he's the GOAT. What's there to say? His legs have never been uh, the best part of him. His arm has never – you never hear Tom Brady in best arm. You just hear him in best quarterback conversation. Uh, but he's always known when to do smart things. Like to, he's one of the best ever at quarterback sneaks, little things like that. Uh, he knows how to uh, check it down when he needs to. He knows how to go long when he needs to. Uh, there's no better decision maker than Thomas Brady. And bonus to that head of his, he also knows how to convince people that it's not a big deal that he's a cheater. So you got to give him that as well. <laughs> and he gets to use that tongue on Giselle. Yeah, he somehow just gets people to love him because he's he's amazing on social media as much as I personally so hate the Patriots. fucking good. I hate it. I hate it so <laughs> much. He's so good at it. It's the worst. You guys have like a social media manager or something. Um, Maybe. I think the only person that you can really give an argument about is probably Drew Brees. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has a claim too. Uh, the guy does not. Exactly. He in doesn't the, turn the ball. I, I will say he's a baby back bitch at this point in his career. He doesn't take enough chances. But, I mean, he he's just a – like, he does not turn the ball over ever. And that's a great thing to have. I think that's team. more about his arm. That says more about his arm than his head because he does – he does make no, bad the last decisions. couple years, man, he just isn't taking risky throws. Right. Is that? But does that – He's also on the decline. Right. Does that necessarily mean he's making good decisions because he's not turning the ball over? Well, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers in his prime. All right, that, I, I guess you could. I guess you could circumvent the rules like that, Michael. Thanks. Nah, because even then, it's just he was making crazy plays that no one else could make. It wasn't because of his head. I'm I'm about to circumvent the rules later, so I'm not. I, shouldn't I mean, I, I I do agree that it's Tom Brady. So, all right, so Tom Brady is the head of our perfect quarterback. Now let's get to the arm. I mean, I think this one is also the most obvious answer of all of them. How could you want any arm? Besides the arm of last year's MVP and this year's Super Bowl champion, Sammy Watkins. No, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the answer here. He can make tons and tons of throws. I don't know how you could say anyone else. Honestly, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Marcus Russell. No, because that arm also. Only arm. Yeah, only arm. But if you want the strong. He's like 70 yards on his knees. Uh, So. I'm saying he's a ridiculous arm. Okay, but Josh Allen also has a ridiculous arm. I'm not picking Josh Allen because it's not all about arm strength. It's about also what that arm does with accuracy. Jamarcus Russell had no accuracy whatsoever. On the other hand, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculously accurate, and he can, he's ridiculously accurate on the run off his back foot, throwing across his body without looking. From all angles, from all arm slots as well. For, and from and from sidearm. I literally just off the top of my head said five things that a quarterback shouldn't do, and he throws the ball on target every time when he does them. Um, on top of that, I mean, he 50 touchdowns speaks for itself in his first year as a starter. He was hurt this year, and he threw almost half of that, 26 touchdowns, but still had a remarkable season in which they, he led them to the Super Bowl. One of my best calls um, in this offseason, it wasn't really a call. It was for the – the warning for people who are drafting Patrick Mahomes early in the draft was if you draft him early in the draft, there's a very good chance that he has a better year than he did last year but doesn't have a better fantasy year. And I think that this year, in a lot of ways, he matured and he became more clutch and he became more of a leader and he had a better overall year than last year, but in no way was he the MVP and in no way was he uh, in the same fantasy stratosphere as he was last year. But I think if you're building a perfect quarterback, the arm needs to go to Patrick Mahomes or maybe even the maybe you could say Aaron Rodgers in his prime, but Patrick Mahomes is the answer. So for my legs, because you might think clearly the answer is Lamar Jackson. That's correct. But I'm going hybrid here. What? I'm going, time out, time out. I'm you're going, not picking Lamar Jackson. I'm doing the legs of ah, Lamar Jackson with the leg instinct of Russell Wilson. Huh. Because Russell Wilson 
is a wizard with sliding and not getting hit even though he runs. Aaron Rodgers, if too. The, if Lamar Jackson could figure out a way to run as often as he does, and instead of getting hit to gain that extra yard, just slide down every once in a while and preserve his body for longer, he'd be even more dangerous. So if I'm going with Lamar Jackson legs and Russell Wilson instinct. I mean, I, I guess I could see your point where if Lamar Jackson could slide in the pocket a little better. He's more of like a runner, like forward runner. Exactly. And and Russell Wilson has the shimmy, 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 yeah, shimmy, yeah. Like he has to gain more of the scrambling technique rather than just rushing technique. You know? <sighs> I think scrambling is Ryan Tannehill's an underrated runner. Hey, what, are you going to give him Ryan Tannehill's legs? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way our, our quarterback has white legs. There's no way. No. No. No way. Um, so we have the perfect quarterback. Tom Brady's head. Patrick Mahomes' arm. And Lamar Jackson's right leg and Russell Wilson's left leg. Um, are on the, what about Lamar Jackson's legs and Russell Wilson's toes? Russell Wilson's tippy toes, tippy toes. So we have our perfect quarterback one. We'll call him... Uh, uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Wilson Jackson. My, no, no. Tom, uh, Wilson Jackson. Maholson so Jackson. Tom, Tom, Maholson Jackson. Tom, Tom Plar. <laughs> Let's Bra, Bramox. No, we're not doing Tom any. This is the end of this. I've, I've opened up a can of worms that I cannot so, close. To Tom Braxton. Michael's not even listening to me. Jesus, he was gonna say it no matter what. All right, let's go to our running. Let's go to our running back one. This time we uh, we we uh, switched it up a little bit. I'll start, and I'll start with the head. And not only do I like this guy's head because he's got gold teeth, and not only do I like this guy's head because he got a bull earring in his nose, or cool dreads that I wish that I had on my nose. Alvin Kamara is my head because this guy is just the. The guy, when it comes to being the smartest running back out there, since 2009, Alvin Kamara has the highest elusive rating of any running back. He had the highest single-season elusive read rating since then as well in 2018. Um, not only that, he can make plays out of the backfield, so after he catches the ball, he knows how to run routes, which is part of using your head. He can make plays out of the backfield, which is part of using your head. He could um, be elusive. He could find the hole. Uh, he has an Uncanny ability also to avoid big hits. Um, you never see him really before this year get injured because he has the ability to kind of just like fall to the ground lightly rather than get hit uh, big time. And he has a nose for the end zone. Before he got hurt this year, he had the highest touchdown percentage of any player last year. He was one of the most uh, steady presences uh, in the end zone in the last two years, not counting last year, so 18 and 19. Uh, and it was, I, I don't know. I, I think it was. Uh, I think he is the head that I want on my uh, on my thing. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Alvin Kamara head is a little surprising to me. Why? Because he's not like because he hasn't been used as like a pure running back. Yes, he know? has. I mean, he's been used as a pure running back, but he's also he's like this pass catching running back hybrid type of guy. That's fine by me. But uh, that's a good. He knows how to play both. Right. He right? knows how to play both. He knows that how to catch. His head. And it's his yak, 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 And it's his ability to find the end zone. Don't forget his ability to squirrel through holes. There's no one. There's no one slipperier than Alvin Kamara. The the fantasy footballers call him the slippery. No, super Kamario, because he's just the man. And they call him the slippery fish too, because he just slips out of people's hands. And I agree. I think Alvin Kamara. And plus, he's got cool dreads. He got gold teeth. He's got a bull ring. I want to be that guy. I just kind of want to be him. He's a cool guy. Head. Alvin Kamara. Cool job. Dog. Cool head. Um, Next is arms. Schmeichel. Yours truly. Do I have the right to bear arms, folks? I once had a t-shirt that said the right to bear arms, and it was just a human with the arms of a bear. Oh, I've seen that. That's actually quite humorous the first time you see it. But that's it. For my arms... I was considering Alvin Kamara here, but you stole him. And then I thought, let me just go with the obvious choice. I mean, there's Steve. no reason why it couldn't be Alvin Kamara again. But most likely, like the best pass-catching running back of our time, Christian McCaffrey. So that's I'm going wh- that's what McCaffrey I was thinking. Because this dude, so you're going 
receptions instead of like stiff arms. Well, I'm gonna I'm going with like a mix because this I mean back to back 100 reception seasons as a running back. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I don't think not. it has. He's actually I, I, he's actually number th- uh, two on the all time list of catches in the first three years of a career. I think behind Michael Thomas. Yeah, behind wide receivers. So it's just right, unbelievable. And this isn't like the the reason I'm I'm mixing it up here is because this isn't the same guy. Like in his rookie season, he had 80 receptions, which was amazing, but he only had 117 rushes. So like he was not used that often in the running game. Uh, only 3.7 yards per carry. And then the last two years, that completely changed. He started getting uh, the touches in the backfield as well. I mean. 1,387 rushing yards, and then the 116 receiving yards. He uses those arms to get through holes, stiff arm players, catch one-handed passes. The dude's an absolute beast out of the backfield. Like, literally a -a one-of-a-kind talent when it comes to making plays from the running back position. So, for me, my arms are Christian McCaffrey because he's also just straight-up jacked. Like, I saw a picture on Twitter the other day of Christian McCaffrey when he was drafted, and, like, he's obviously, like, built. I mean, he did go eighth overall, but Compared to today, where like you could see his veins and like his arms are not even close to straight because of all the bumps from his muscles and shit. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey is my arms for the perfect running back position player. Uh, yeah, I mean it's hard to disagree with you. I think the only way that you disagree is if like Derrick Henry, right? If you're if you're thinking about stiff arms and not fumbling, I think Derrick Henry sticks out as a guy that you could use your arms on. I think that's where it, that's the only thing. If he had better pass catching ability, yes. he'd be a lot higher up on this list. But he has the best stiff arm I literally I've ever seen. I can't think of a, a a running back with a better stiff arm. Jason, the most important part of a running back, some people would say, is their legs. Got to make a choice here, kid. I'm gonna call I you Hoodie Jason because you're a Hoodie Mellow right now. I'm uh, I'm Kermit Hoodie right now. I don't know what that means. My answer might surprise you guys, but I'm not going with the guy who's the. Quickest. I'm not going with the guy who's the most elusive. I'm going with the guy Tim just said, Derrick Henry. For a few reasons. One, we know power comes from the legs. And when that bulldozer is running, nobody's hitting him. Also, he is insanely elusive for his size. So think about the versatility. You have Alvin Kamara's head, Christian McCaffrey's arms. It doesn't matter what size you are. If you have Derrick Henry's legs, his elusiveness, his power. You guys seen that video of... Uh, that little kid in like the flag football game that's just 14 times faster than everyone else. Yeah, that funny. You've seen those videos, right? Yeah. Imagine Derrick Henry, but like shorter, but with Derrick Henry's legs, did be that little kid in the NFL with Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey's abilities. So I'm not going with the flashiest. I'm going with the. I think we need a we need a guy with strength. And elusiveness and versatility with with that top. Yeah, basically top. Everything is on top of the legs here. I'm not going to lie, man. I I would put together that exact running back if I just was doing this by myself. Yeah, I would go Kamara, McCaffrey, Henry. Who's stopping that? (laughs) No one's one's stopping that. It may be the perfect linebacker. Maybe if we, like, put together linebackers, maybe that's the only way. All right, so we have our perfect quarterback. We have our perfect uh, running back. Now it's time to Hold go on. to our Whose name is. No, we're not doing this. And now it's time to go on to our wide receiver. Alcrick. Hold on. Show us your he face. Make... No, he can no. be Aldrick. No, Aldrick is a real first name. Uh, not for anyone that I want to know. Aldrick McHenry. That's a great name. All right, fine. You guys win that one. Aldrick McHenry is a good one. Aldrick McHenry is great. Fine, Aldrick McHenry. All right, Aldrick McHenry is our is our running back. Let's go to wide receiver. Uh, our in our wide receiver, we again shook up the foundation, and uh, it's going to be Michael leading us off for the head of his wide receiver. Michael, the head of my wide receiver is a wide receiver who shares the name of the current head talking, Michael Thomas at Can't Guard Mike. There is literally nothing bad you could say about the mind of Michael Thomas because. He has transformed himself into the best wide receiver on the planet. I'm Arguably, I guess some could still say not uh, Hopkins or Julio Jones, but I think it's Michael Thomas at this point. And a lot of that had to do with his mindset. I mean, this guy was a second-round pick. It's not like he was a 
top 10 pick who everyone was super hyped about, right? This guy got drafted in the second round, put his head down, made his Twitter name at Cantguard Mike, <laughs> and just decided he was going to be a monster and feast on the competition. And he has not stopped working towards that goal since. I mean, this is a guy who just catches balls, no, ma- no matter who's throwing to him either. Like, me and Jason are big-time haters of Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Like, the, the the fact that people think he could make it as a QB in the NFL just kind of boggles our minds as, a like, a championship-level quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater's not that guy. He's a fine backup, as you saw this year in New Orleans, backing up Drew Brees, but he's not a legit starting quarterback in the NFL. And Michael Thomas was even better this season for fantasy uh, with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. He catches more than half the balls for that team, and he just he's literally unguardable. And every he he like tweets all the time about getting better, and he's just unstoppable. He's it, I, honestly I don't know when his contract is up, but I wouldn't even be surprised if he like leaves the Saints just to go to a team that is gonna win a championship because this seems like a guy who just wants to win no matter what, and he's a monster. And I want my wide receivers to be exactly who. Michael Thomas is three-time pro bowler, two-time all pro 2019 offensive player of the year, led the league in receptions. The last two seasons, of course, broke the record for receptions with 149, 1729 and 25 yards, 1725 yards, 1725 goddamn yards. Are you kidding me? Um, Unbelievable. Th- man. 32 touchdowns too. For anyone who says he's not a touchdown machine, 32 touchdowns in four years. Um, 11.7 yards per reception. Um, he catches the 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 uh, what do you call? It? He catches. Where where was I? What what I move this? Oh, 107 yards a game last year. Caught 80 percent of the balls thrown to him. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. The only problem with him is he had minus nine rushing yards this year. So not a good rusher. Uh oh, yeah, I didn't know that when I chose him. I would have chose Michael Thomas for arms, so I'm gonna be very, uh, I'm be very curious to hear what Jason picks for arms here. I, uh, I very much for the wow factor wanted to go DK Metcalf here. Ooh, okay, just because have, he's got the big arms. I, I could see it. Yeah, just to have a giant ass dude uh, on the outside in with the arms, but he had seven drops last season. That was eleventh worst in the league. All right. It's his rookie year. It's the only thing we can base it off of. Sorry, DK. I'm not. I, I can't give it to him. DK. So I, mommy. Mommy, DK. Do you guys know which team in the league had the least dropped passes last year? Uh, you, don't, you don't, but you can take a guess. Um, I'm just going with the guy I think I'm going to say, the Falcons. Yeah, it was the Falcons. Yeah. Mm. So The answer is Julio. The- that's why. If you're looking for the arms, you're looking for the guy who leads that team. Yeah. Julio Jones only had two drops. Listen, because you look at the other people, right? OBJ makes insane catches, but he drops a ball one too many times. Uh, if you look at most catches, Julian Edelman's been up there for a few years now, but he drops a shitload of balls as well. Julio Jones, even fighting through his foot injuries, always finds a way to get it done with his arms. One of the best wide receivers of all time. Give me those arms. And carrying the overrated Matt Ryan. Am I right, bro? Uh, look, I was about to say, imagine if he didn't have a wildly mediocre-ass quarterback throwing him the ball for most of his career. Man, Tim, you pissed me off more Wildly more. mediocre, Wild, right? So middle-of-the-pack, the, the exact middle-of-the-pack quarterback, Matt Ryan. You don't win MVP being wildly mediocre. Um, When when uh, Kyle Shanahan is your coach, yes, you do. Obviously. Stupid. He's had two good years his entire career. Uh, Jeff Kent. <laughs> Yeah, he's like kind of like Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent won an MVP too. So what are you saying? Batting in front of Barry Bonds. Exactly. It's the same thing with Kyle Shanahan. Batting in front. It's like batting in front of Barry Bonds. You see what Jimmy Garoppolo did this year? Nothing like Matt Ryan. Because he because he handed the ball off 170 times a game. Can't you can't blame the dude? That was the game plan. You you like Mitch Bitsky, but you hate Matt Ryan, and that will never be okay for me in my mind. Well, imagine if he didn't have a wildly mediocre th- quarterback who took away his TDs for years and doesn't throw him the ball on a consistent basis. Like, we, we stay away from Julio Jones. We stay away from Julio Jones because we know that he's inconsistent. And why is someone with that much talent inconsistent and Michael Thomas is 
catching at 107 yards a game, it's because of quarterback play. And whatever. You could think not, or you could think so. Legs. That's mine. So I had a conundrum here. Because originally I was like, ah, the answer is easy. John Ross. Right? Because he's the fastest player to ever run a 40. Am I right? I'm right. But you then... Are, you, hold on. You put that post up today, the 40-yard Here we go. Here we go. Just like, wow. Right. What a joke. Right. What so a joke that people care about this. Then I went to, let's see who the people are that had the fastest times ever in the history of the combine. Let's, let's just do wide receivers here. John Ross, let's let's go down them. You guys ready for this? Yeesh. You ready for these all pros? Yeesh. John Ross, Jerome Mathis, Marquise Goodwin, JJ Nelson, Jacoby Ford. Those yeah, are the I fastest mean, wide receiver was, times in combine history. Those guys. I was personally shocked that uh what's his face? Darius Hayward Bay wasn't there. I was like, damn. Like, Darius Hayward Bay wasn't even, like, top five speed, and he got drafted eighth overall by the Raiders. How bad of a pick was that? Jeez Louise. Like, everyone knew that was a bad pick from the jump, but, like, I thought he was, like, John Ross fast. He was not. So, John Ross, after further review, is off off the list. I, but I wanted to ask you guys a question based on that. Do you guys think that combine times, for the most part, are overrated? Because DK Metcalf didn't have a great career at Old Miss, right? But he lit the combine on fire. And then you saw that he had a he's embarking on what looks like to be a really solid career in the NFL. On the other hand, you got guys like Michael Thomas, who didn't light the combine on fire. So his stock, even though he had a great year at Ohio State, his stock went down and now he's one of the better players in the league. How do you guys feel about the combine and particularly the 40, but in in, in that case, all the drills they put these guys through, how much stock do you really put into it? I only consider the combine on the other side of things. When you're so terribly bad, like if you're too slow to be a running back or a wide receiver, then I care. Like Elijah Holyfield. For instance, like <laughs> someone, someone you kind of liked last season, and then we saw the 40 time and we're like, phew, that is terrible, is uh, Holyfield. I just mentioned him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely horrific 40-yard. And there is a point where... If you're a running back, you have to be a certain speed, even if you check all the other marks. So, But, I mean, me and Jason, we released a patron-only pod uh, discussing how we um, handle rookies during the offseason for redraft purposes, going through the combine and things of that sort. So check that out, patrons. Or if you're not a patron, sign up for as little as 3 bucks, and you can check that episode out. Because me, Jason, and Tim, i got to say, have had tremendous success drafting or not drafting rookies uh, in our fantasy leagues, fizzy fizzy facts. Uh, in fact, we just got a we just got a patron right now. Uh, meet it's Tony good. Van Loon. Welcome aboard, Tony Van Loon. Thank you for Welcome, listening, Tony. Um, he actually texted Michael and told him I'm doing this for the fantasy baseball stuff. So, holler at fantasy baseball, the Brodo dugout at Brodo dugout. If you want Michael's fantasy opinions, holler. Um, oh, yeah. so I'm not going with John Ross, and instead I'm going with. The man, the myth, the legend, the man who runs the best, most crisp routes in the league right now, DeAndre Hopkins is my guy. Uh, not only is DeAndre Hopkins uh, proven that he is an elite talent and an elite uh, route runner when he has a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league beyond under center, but he also does it when he has guys like, uh, not Tyler Yates. What's his what's Yates' first name? Do you guys remember? TJ? TJ Yates. Like TJ Yates and Case Keenum when he was there, and so on, and Brock Osweiler, and so on and so forth. Just a, the litany of terrible, shitty quarterbacks that the Texans ran out uh, until they drafted Deshaun Watson. Until they drafted Deshaun Watson, of course. So uh, I've gone on too long about this because it's, it's gone over my time, but DeAndre Hopkins is my legs on this wide receiver. So we have Michael Thomas's head. Oh, we got... Uh, we have Julio Jones' arms, and we have DeAndre Hopkins' legs. And I think this is clearly, right now in the league, and this could change next year, the number one, two, three in any order in the league as, in terms of wide receivers. And DeAndre Tompkins. McCoolio Jompkins. <laughs> I like McCoolio better. Um, Who is McCoolio better? Where, there's no DeAndre in that. So you put Hopkins in the back. 
No, you got to have all three in every Ma- name. Maculio Hopkins. There's no... No, no. You need the first name with all three and the last name with all three. Who made Who made that rule? You just made Me. that up on your on the spot. Andre no. Michelandre. <laughs> okay, Michelandre. But then we're not. And then it's Thomas Jones Hopkins. Tompkins. Tompkins. Yeah, Tompkins works. <laughs> McAndre Tompkins. McAndre Tompkins. McAndre Tompkins is. I, that sounds like a guy's gonna be drafted in the third round that'll like TCU this year. Um. <laughs> Let's go over to tight end, one of the more underrated positions in the league. And then we got flex. Flex, you could do anything. And in fact, I'm going to make it super flex. You could do anyone. Um, Ooh. Tight end. Jason, you start us off. Who's the head of your tight end? All right. The head of my tight end. Cameron Brait. What the motherfucker? Ho- <laughs> <just say. laughs> I told Michael. I was like, oh, I got tight end head. Cameron Brait. He went to Harvard. You got tight end head, Jason? Got tight end head. <laughs> That's the extent of it. That's it. He went Just because Harvard, he went to Harvard, to his head. and he really in, knows how to be reality, a. If if I'm not picking the guy just because he went to Harvard, I my actual pick is George Kittle just because he's one of the best blocking and receiving tight ends in the league, uh, in a system where he's asked to do a lot. So George Kittle is my real answer, but for fun, it's Cameron Brait. So I'm going Cameron Brait to get away from the juggernauts. Leave it to the fucking Ivy Leaguer. To say, like, oh, yeah, he's going to Ivy League play so smart. Uh, you hear about Ryan Fitzpatrick every time he throws a football. Uh, did you guys hear? I, I I went to Cornell. Hey, hey, yeah, guys, in case you didn't know, I, I, I go to Cornell. That's Jason. Just, just so you know, I've <laughs> never said that in my life. Psych! <laughs> went to Cornell. You ever heard of it? Yo, Jason, I'll tell you what. Jason has a, a lovely girlfriend. We all love her. He's been dating her for a very long time. Uh, my my guess is that they'll uh, they'll hitch the wagon. But Jason, if you ever found yourself as a as a single man, your opening line would be something Cornell based, hundred percent. Oh, of course. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, oh, do you like corn? Did you did I mention I went to Cornell? <laughs> oh, your, your nice name's Lauren. Red jacket. Nice yeah. big red jacket. Nice big red jacket. Oh, your name's Lauren. It starts with an L. Cornell. 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 I went to Cornell. Uh, <laughs> um, Michael, are you next or am I next? You're next, Tim. I'm next. Arms. I'm cheating here, guys, a little bit. Antonio Gates. Here's why I want Antonio Gates. I don't think that's cheating. It is because he doesn't play technically anymore. Um, uh, he he plays in spirit for the Chargers every game. <laughs> His hands are massive. This dude is a ridiculous giant hands. And besides that, 116 touchdowns in his career. Um, him and Phillip Rivers have combined for more touchdowns in Chargers history than anyone else. And look, the dude just has that ability to box people out. He uses his hands very well. He boxes people out. He can dunk on the on the on not only a rim but also on the thing, uh, the the goalpost. And he goes up and gets contested catches. He knows how to box people out. He knows how to catch it over their head. Always had great hands in his career, uh, over 67% uh, completion, I mean, uh, catch percentage, which not only counts uh, the catchable balls, but also counts balls that aren't catchable. So uh, that number is way higher on catchable balls. Uh, I think Antonio Gates here is my guy for hands. Although, although I, I, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was leaning Mark Andrews a bit, but I just want Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews to be in anything. I would have been pissed if he chose Mark It really Andrews. sucks that Mark Andrews is not going to be on my team next year. I'm not going to lie. Because he's going to be going in like the fifth <laughs> round. It's just too much for me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Michael, feet or legs? You got legs. It. Guys, I am disappointed in us. Look, I understand Cameron Bright, Harvard. I understand Antonio Gates because he's ginormous. But we're about to build a tight end without mentioning Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Well, Jason mentioned George Kittle. Fair enough. And I don't gonna, think I don't think it's it's a it's a mockery to not mention those two guys when you're mentioning the goat. Like I'm gonna honorable Tony mention, Gonzalez and Antonio Gates are the goats. Yeah, I'm gonna honorable mention him here as well, uh, Shannon Sharp as well. But I'm not going uh, George Kittle here. I'm going with the tight end who ran faster than Odell Beckham Jr. at the 40 yard dash. Shmoje Howard, Evan Ingram. Oh, right. Okay, I like that one. Although we did Evan just Ingram mention that the 40-yard dash doesn't four, mean anything. Yeah, he ran a 4-4-2 40-yard dash. That was the third fastest combine for any tight end in the last decade. It's pretty crazy. It was faster, but 
It was faster uh, than every single tight end. It was faster than all receivers except the top four. And he is just a ridiculous athlete, his his lower body. He can't stay healthy, which sucks. But what he's on the field has been able to show. Uh, the reason I wanted to give George Kittle an honorable mention is because, I mean, blocking and leg work and route running wise, Kittle is the clear choice. But if we're talking like speed and just straight up acceleration, I got to go with Evan Ingram because a 4-4-2 from a tight end is absolutely ridiculous. I figured I'd be able to pair that with one of your guys as George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. But... We're pairing it up with Antonio Gates and uh, Cameron Brait. <laughs> so, uh, sounds Brait to me. Uh, get it? All right. And their name combined is Canis Bracey. Canis? Canis Brace. Canis Brace. That's a name. Kamenom. <laughs> uh, Kamenom Bragram. Kamenom Bragram. Who'd you say, Michael? Kamenom Bragram. Who'd you say? I said Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Um, Cam Tony Cam Tevian. Cam to- nah. All right, you guys are better with these names than me. All right, let's go to the flex. Let's flex it out. Um, I'm gonna start with the head. I'm going with Drew Brees because, like I said, super flex, and he he's the smartest guy out there. Completed three fourths of his pass last year. Has roughly three TDs for every INT in his career. Um, he's a great guy in the community. I like that kind. Of, I like the leader. I like the leadership aspect. He has always has the best, uh, like rile up. Um, what can I say? Like, like how? What do you call those things in the huddle? Like those rile up speeches, the the motivational talks Motivation. for his team. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if I I want that in my guy, I'm you trying to get that. Up. I want that giddy up. What? Was that? Oh, it was Old Town Road, but uh, yo, the version where you don't. Thank have the God we have fans because I don't know how it's possible with your your antics, Michael. You're you're on a roll today. They love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, who got who got arms? I got arms, and you said flex, go crazy, name yeah. whatever you want. So I went with a defensive player. What? <laughs> Probably the largest human in all of the NFL is Aaron Donald. I don't know if you've seen Aaron Donald shirtless lately. Uh, if you haven't, it's a treat. Google like, it. Wow. You, Michael just called it a treat. <laughs> because his arms are absolutely ridiculous. And honestly, any player with that, those arms could uh, probably do whatever he wants on the field. Blocking-wise, any anything-wise, NFL player-wise, the arms of Aaron Donald, uh, are it's going to work for you. Look, Mike. Michael also has a girlfriend of 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 uh, long term, and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a ring on her finger soon as well. But I will say this: um, <laughs> Look, if you ever wanted to leave your girl, Michael, I think uh, Aaron Donald is the person you should be going after. Aaron Donald is too good for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, take us home, man. Who's the legs of your flex player? All right, so let's take what you guys. Decided into consideration with Drew Brees' head with Aaron Donald's arm. And don't tell me just because he's muscular, he can throw. All right. We're not getting a quarterback out of that. So, what are we getting? The forgotten position. These two, this head and these arms, they're not going to matter because the leg is Matt Prater's baby. That's right. We got a kicker on the board. Yes. We have the most odd looking player of all time, Word. basically. For real. Drew Brees' head. basically have. Aaron. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Pat McAfee. <laughs> the arms that he's... Pat McAfee. Or Steve Weatherford. Steve Weatherford's ripped. Anyway, <laughs> Matt Prater's like, we made a kicker for the flex. I mean, why Why Matt Prater over Justin Tucker? Oh, because Matt Prater could kick it from as far as possible. He banks 50s. I'm telling you, this is why I draft Matt Prater every year in fantasy. <laughs> because he banks 50 yarders like crazy. He wins me weeks. Yeah. Every year I have Matt Prater on my team. My and last we're pick every just year. Strength, I'm going Prater. Yeah, that guy is the leg. I mean, Justin Tucker is the the goat. Justin but. Tucker would be the head, so that he could sing his opera. Oh, uh, speaking of singing opera, um, this has nothing to do with that. Uh, I knew there was nothing good coming. <laughs> after that. <laughs> uh, this is yeah. This is the end of this show, but we have another show coming at the patrons. Uh, patreon.com slash brotofantasy or brotofantasy.com and you can click on one of the banners that says join the Patreon. Um, 
you could join, and for as little as $3 a month, you can get baseball coverage, you can get extra episodes, you can get access to the Discord, and you can get something that we're going to be doing this week, and it is free giveaway time. That is right. We're going to be giving away one of our relics uh, of the office here. Uh, we actually haven't decided which one yet, but either wh- whichever one it is is going to be a good one. Anything but Baby Sam is uh, is what I propose. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we can give away Baby Sam. That has to be like a major contest if we're going to give away Baby Sam. But um, yeah, it's going to be one of the, the relics of the office, something that uh, you know and love from our videos. So, and maybe we'll even give it a signature uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, if it ruins the bobblehead, then we won't. <laughs> we'll send it on the side or something like that. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll send that out to you. Uh, congratulations to our last winner. Who won a signed Willis McGahee jersey? One of the goats. Uh, now we're gonna be going for one of these uh, Penko doll bobblehead thingies. Nathan um, Andrews. So say again. Nathan Andrews. Nathan Andrews. Uh, he's gonna. He has that brand new uh, Willis McGahee jersey. Shout out to him. Shout out to everyone who joined that contest. For this contest, it is going to be exclusive, exclusively for patrons. So sign up, uh, join today, Patreon.com, and you can get. That free stuff, some free swag. Plus, on top of that, you'll be getting an extra episode. And on top of that, you'll be getting uh, access to the Discord and Michael's baseball advice and everything you might need. If you want to contact us, Michael, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. Jason, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Jason. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. See what we did there? Uh, For the rest of us. Uh, Real quick, also, since you brought up baseball and the Patreon. Uh, at Brodo Dugout for free tweets what, and what, such. What, what do you think? What do you think? I'm not going to mention it. I'm, I'm not going to mention it. I hate when you interrupt me on the outros. I hate it. It's my baby. It makes it's me my want, baby. It makes me want to punch you in the eye baby. every time. If anything you need me. Shut your mouth. Uh, at, don't go to at Brodo Dugout. Fuck that. Um, go to at Brodo Fantasy for all your fantasy football leads. And, of course, at Brodo Dugout. BrotoFantasy.com is the hub for everything, including videos and other stuff. With that, we bid you adieu. And until next you, week, folks. unless you're a patron. Later. Later. Later.